0: This is Strange Assembly, episode 215. The price of the pinnacle of war perfection, or something. Oh, oh well, see, I, I had to try to get the. The Lion and the Crane article titles in there, right? I I wouldn't want to be... Yeah,
1: that always ends well when you mix Lion and Crane. Um, I'm going to be over here at a safe distance.
0: (laughs) It, It seemed to end so well for I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way? I don't know. So that is J. Earl. Hello. And I am, as always, Chris Stevenson. This is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can download and subscribe to the podcast there, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play Music, or really wherever it is that you get podcasts. You probably know how to do that already. I don't really need to tell you. Except SoundCloud. We're not on SoundCloud. We just host our own things. Apparently, like all of the other (laughs) L5R podcasts are on SoundCloud.
1: You noticed that too? Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's probably that fr- the free hosting thing is probably attractive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. We're kind of, like, too far down the rabbit hole, I, I feel like, of hosting our own stuff to try to move it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like SoundCloud was not a thing when we started this nonsense.
0: I'm pretty confident it was not a thing when we started this nonsense. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a scarily long time ago now, Jay. Yes,
1: yes. yes. We're old.
0: We're old, we're old. So, let's see, so we we missed a week for the Pinnacle of Perfection, which was the Crane preview article, not the story, but the, the stuff about the cards, uh, because I was moving, and then last week, uh, I had just moved and there wasn't anything new because they missed a week. I guess, I don't know if the Lion Fiction wasn't ready to go yet, or, I don't know.
1: They forgot Memorial Day and... Yeah, hadn't had planned it properly. Who knows?
0: But this week we got the lion fiction written by Daredevil, right? That's what the that's what the author's name was, Daredevil?
1: No. Too many comics for you.
0: Yeah, I have to say I have to, when <laughs> I see when I see uh Mari Murdoch hey. I'm like, oh no, no wait, not Matt. Wrong wrong yeah. M A first name. <laughs>
1: yeah. A that's you know, Cousin or sibling, not Daredevil. B, stop giving that away. Now the Kingpin knows how to go out, get after him. <laughs> this, this is on you, Chris. When the Kingpin defeats Daredevil,
0: I'm okay. I uh, <laughs> I watched that show already. It was not really that great. Am I? I think I I must be the least enamored, the person who is least enamored with the Netflix Marvel shows.
1: Uh, it sounds like it. Yes,
0: they're all too long. Like I know they're thirteen episodes, but they're and and I like the fact that they have the ability to do more freeform storytelling because they don't feel the need to you know wrap wrap it up at the end of every episode, like something that was airing on broadcast television might, but man, some of those are like twice as many episodes as they need to be for the story they're telling.
1: I definitely agree. I feel like Luke Cage should have just stopped about halfway through and called it a day and it would have been a better show.
0: That's actually where I am with Luke
1: Cage. <laughs> oh, I hate uh, spoiler alert, it's downhill from where you are. <laughs> I hate to break that to you. Yeah,
0: I got to the episode where the whole episode was like, let's do some backstory on the guy we on the bad guy we just killed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm little I I I, yeah, I have to admit I frankly just enjoy the the W, wait, the WB, the CW, the CW? W. CW one's better.
1: Runberry <gasps> Run!
0: Barry, run! <laughs> Such as Runberry Run. I mean, granted, I'm still well behind on those because I don't really watch a ton, but I've, if I have more Arrow and Flash and Legend of Tomorrow episodes left, I don't really feel any need to go back and watch Luke Cage or... Uh, or the second season of Daredevil. I don't know. I did make it through Jessica Jones. I'm not sure how. That was like four times as long as it needed to be. Step one. No, just kill it him. The yeah. uh, <laughs> end of show.
1: I, for one, as far as Flash is concerned, I'm looking forward to uh, what character Tom Kavanaugh is going to be portraying in the fourth season.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. But... That has nothing to do with L five R, does it? So, uh, you know. Yes. So, so we're 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 back with L five R. I am now. Strange Assembly is now officially out of people who play L five R in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We started out with six people who lived in Atlanta and played L five R, and now we have none. <laughs> there are still two of the original six who live in Atlanta or the Atlanta metropolitan area, but don't play L five R anymore. And uh, I don't think anybody else lives in Atlanta. We're now officially out. Sorry, Atlanta. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Washington's are apparently better. <laughs> That's right,
0: yes. <laughs> yes, so I am, I, I'm now perched in a temporary residence in Virginia, and hopefully at the beginning of next month we'll be in a permanent residence. It looks like I'm going to end up in, I am going to end up in Northern Virginia, in Springfield. So anybody who I guess the closest game shop might be the one that's at the Franconia Springfield Mall area, Curio Corner. Anybody can confirm that, maybe?
1: I've heard there's something about Nova, and they have, like, a Nova Open, but that's Destiny. I have no idea how much L5R that's going to bleed into, so you're my list, but...
0: I am aware, yeah, that's over Labor Day weekend, I think, the Nova Open, and I think that is the championships for all of Fantasy Flight's Star Wars games. So it's okay. not just Destiny, I because I still ha- I still have not played Destiny, but I think it has the Star Wars LCG Championships. That game is dead, by the way, isn't it? What game? Star Wars, the card
1: game. No, Destiny's not dead. It's, not... it's just starting. Uh... <laughs> oh, do you mean the old Decipher game?
0: The, the LCG, I'm aware... you...
1: Twit. I'm not aware of any other Star Wars <laughs> card games. Oh wait, WotC had one for a while, didn't they? <laughs>
0: Yes, they did. Decipher had more than one, even. <laughs> but oh think,
1: yeah, right before their license was expired, they had like eighteen, didn't they? I
0: think Watsi may have tried more than one too, but could now I mean, the Watsi has two had too high a standards is the problem. Like if it was not doing amazingly well, they stopped making it. But yeah, I I I had that. The last time I had like Matt and Chris on, and we talked about Destiny and the LCG, and I'm like, oh, I guess... And I said I was afraid that the LCG was going to get killed. But then like it looked like it wasn't going to be, because they had announced... I think I said it was a deluxe... But it was it's not a deluxe, it's another cycle that had some Alliance stuff built into new faction cards. But mm-hmm. I don't think they've announced anything about the LCG in months. And I haven't seen anything else about that cycle. And I I feel like we're kind of getting into the time. I don't know what's going on with that. If they're gonna like they'd announced the first two of the six, are they just never gonna come out with those? Or are they gonna take that cycle of six and like release it all in one batch and then end the game? Or, but the fact that we, ha- we haven't heard anything about it in months feels to me like it's dead. Which is a yeah, bit sad. Would,
1: it
0: is. I mean, it's Probably good for my wallet, but. uh <laughs> In other non L five R news to pollute this L five R episode, I'm excited <laughs> that uh, and what goes back to Marvel Comics, right? We talked about that earlier. Did you see that Marvel is letting Upper Deck reprint the Fantastic Four expansion for Marvel Legendary?
1: I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: that's pretty cool. So with that, that would be coming back, and then they're re- re- releasing a Legendary X Men. Over the summer, so those are my two my two primary uh Marvel properties are actually being allowed to you know have game stuff <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marvel <laughs> now if now, if only we could figure out to, some way to get Fox and Marvel to truly just play nice together, also make a fantastic Four movie that is not awful.
1: <laughs> I don't think they have that option no I,
0: that has never happened. are any of them any good. Like, not just, like, are any of them even mediocre, as opposed to just bad?
1: I feel like the first one was mediocre, but that maybe it's been long enough in comparison, because I haven't seen that since it came out. I don't know, at, at least Dr. Doom wasn't a, you know, hacker Facebook guy wannabe. <laughs> Why can I not of that name suddenly?
0: I can't remember the name of the actors. I can picture the, is it, is it Jessica Alba?
1: It was yeah. the Invisible Woman? Yeah. Yeah. And then the dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. was The Thing. And then Captain America was Johnny Storm. Yes.
0: <laughs> and that, that dude who was Balthazar and Charmed was Doctor Doom. And it's, that's sad that that's where I recognize that author from. <laughs> that's right. Charmed. So, Fantastic Four movies terrible. The opposite of terrible is the crane, right? Pinnacle of perfection.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, excellent segue. Well done.
0: Yes. So they have some. Uh, they had some nice looking stuff, huh?
1: Oh yeah, no. The, partially because they've gotten, you know, with the first article, they've gotten the most fleshed out. But just in general, they have some really nice toys. I can see myself trying out crane. Once the game is released.
0: Yes, and man, how shameful display, that's gonna be really good. But they have they're they they have guys with they have a lot of guys with glory, it feels like, including Hataru, who's got the three glory, and so many ways to honor everyone.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel get the feeling that unless they're against Scorpion, all their board's gonna be honorable and it's gonna be annoying and obnoxious to deal with.
0: Get your terminology right. It's honored. Nobody is honorable in this game.
1: Ugh. They're honored. I'm an old curmudgeon. I'm going to keep referring to personalities as boxable. <laughs> boxable? What does
0: that mean? They, they cost seven fate or less? <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> Everybody's
0: boxable. Well, there's some nice control stuff, too, like that. the voice of honor negate any event that would target one of your honorable guys.
1: That's... Yeah, and- Above question, you can't event the person that it's attached to? Yeah.
0: I like Voice of Honor better than I like above question. But...
1: Well, yes, but it's that you've got both of them available to you that it suddenly becomes a lot easier to protect a few big guys.
0: Yeah, well, and then you've got the uh, the conflict card steward of law to just completely like oh all my guys are honored and now you cannot dishonor them mm-hmm. Maha. that's a lot of of possible force preservation and that's military and political yes not not victor we also got to see their we, we got to see their holding and their province so their province was the art of peace it's an that's an air province i think that's what that symbol is Looks like yeah. It's four province strength, and when the province is broken, it dishonors every attacking character and honors every defending character.
1: Which is, you know, going to be a huge swing. You know, you have to lose the province to get it, but if you, you know, that's a nasty penalty to the attacker for doing it and a nice boon for you defending it.
0: yeah weirdly, uh, it's one of the cards that does not, and it's hard to say because, right, we have not actually played this and so I'm very hesitant to make any kind of firm predictions. I see people making threads about, like, what are the auto-include cards going to be? Like, how could we possibly (laughs) know? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But the Art of Peace does not as immediately uh, go, wow, that's great because it may or may not do something exciting. Yeah. You want to honor a lot of defending characters, sure, but the more heavily you defend the province, the less likely it is that it's going to get broken. Right. You might be able to just dishonor a giant pile of attacking characters.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that's its real strength, is the dishonor of the attackers, adding a serious penalty for them breaking your province, more than the boon of on. That's like oh, by the way, my one dude who wasn't already honorable is now honorable. Hooray.
0: We'll be like, oh, yeah. Urasu, you should have listened to Tatori. Instead, you attacked my province. (laughs) Foolish, foolish man. Their holding, however, is like action draw card, so...
1: Always good, yeah. Card draw is uh, big.
0: It does eat up a dynasty slot, so you're kind of actually ending up even. You're just swapping Dynasty for, for Fate. But I could still see how you could very easily just eat up all of your Fate without needing to go through all of your, you know, like, go through all your provinces' worth of production.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the more we get into this previews, I think the value of holdings is really going to depend on how how many different provinces' worth of people you are expecting to be able to actually... Buy out on any given turn, and yeah, I, I I suspect it's not actually going to be clear all four provinces every turn. It's going to be two or three, in which case the holdings become a lot more valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, when when you just looking at the the people previewed in this article, steward of law one, Asihina storyteller four, Doji challenger three, Kakita Kaizen three, uh, and then Doji Hitaru's a five. You know, I mean, that's if your average... I, I, we don't know what the average but if the average is a three, and then that's before you put any fate on them to keep them around for longer...
1: And before you buy anything out of your conflict deck.
0: Yeah. Have we seen anything other than the holdings that's free? Maybe there's a zero personality or something, but...
1: We've seen a few free events.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. And the... And the Steward of Law is a conflict card, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's actually, you know, characters coming out of the conflict deck, too. I So, yeah, I don't want to, again, I don't want to kind of reach too firm a conclusions on, or firm conclusions at all on game flow or, or card quality that much or something, but it it seems like you will have no problem spending all your fate. Yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs> oh so, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. The I feel like you'll be like maybe one fate will carry over to the next turn, where you're like, "Oh, I'm holding this for a card," and then I end up not having a chance to play it or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know we've we've now seen uh, the keywords like these. Mm-hmm. Like, there's what sincerity on the Asihina storyteller, and I think we saw a lion card with pride. Yes. I at least like how they're doing the they're doing the keywords the I'm gonna say the right way, mm-hmm. in that well I, it reminds me of when AEG started doing a lot of wanting to do a lot of keywords, and if you remember that when they launched that, what were there there were like three key keywords maybe steadfast was one and then brash, and then what was the courtier version of brash? Oh well, but there were that the problem was like okay, keywords nifty, right? Like there's a reason to do keywords. It it helps people keep track of stuff better. It helps people talk about cards. It you know it.
1: Right. it's consistency to an ability that you're wanting to put on a lot of cards.
0: It, yeah, but the way that they, when AEG first kind of introduced that, of the three keywords, two of them were drawbacks. Yeah brash I think was you draw a card whenever it attacked and went on military characters and the other one was you draw a card or sorry your opponent draws a card whenever you attack and the other yeah. one was like your opponent draws a card when the character comes into play and I think the most heavily played ca- like cards relating to that was like the card that gave your opponent's personality brash <laughs> Like it was, people people yes. do not like cards that have massive drawbacks built into them and also they were none of them were i don't think any of them were playable like the brash was just giving your opponent an extra card every single time you attacked was just an enormous drawback that made those characters unplayable
1: they they were mediocre personalities without these negative keywords you needed like something ridiculous to be slapping that negative keyword on before people are going to play it
0: yeah well it was overconfident overconfident that was the courtier version
1: where they're like, I don't care if you're getting a card every time I attack. My thirty-seven force oni is still going to come eat your face.
0: <laughs> yeah, but here you get those keyword benefits from a game design standpoint, and you're giving a positive, right? You're you're, you're doing it's a positive yeah. keyword. It's sincerity this way. So sincerity is whenever the character leaves play, you draw a card, and the Asahina Storyteller, which is the most expensive. Character we've seen, other than the Crane Clan Champion, yes, gives every honored Crane character you control sincerity. <laughs> so that could be a lot of card draw. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, because that just you know, if they fade out from running out of fate, they you know they're honored. You gain the honor for them fading out. You draw a card for them fading out because of the storyteller. mm
1: mm-hmm. you know, and even the what was the lion one we've seen?
0: It's pride.
1: Pride. Pride has a little bit of a negative, but it's a more risk-reward type of thing rather than a, hey, I'm always punished for this.
0: And what did Pride do?
1: If I remember correctly, it's if I attack and crush a province, or if I attack and I win, I honor. If I attack and I lose, I dishonor, if I remember correctly. Okay. I don't have it handy, I should have pulled it up.
0: You should, be, you should be attacking and winning with your lion in a military conflict at least.
1: I would, I would hope so, yeah.
0: It's also interesting how big the stat bonuses are from things, right like we setting aside the crane champion, you've got maybe three military four political as the highest stats we've seen, and like the storyteller who has that four political he costs four but we've see these attachments in some of the events that just give you huge boosts, right We saw the height of fashion is the the super political attachment for the crane it's right that's like plus four political from one attachment. We've seen Bonsai yeah. on the military side for an honor and zero. You can get four military. And the plus two military attachment is free.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: there's a there's a lot of boosting, although I guess that kind of I mean, those are all short term things, even more so than the personalities, or at least as much as the personalities.
1: Right. I mean it's another it's hard to predict what exactly the flow of the game is without having played it that I mean, yeah. Four sounds like a huge amount, but yeah, it is an attachment you're putting on somebody, which means it's get, getting the same clock as that person you're putting it on.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. So like then so what did you think about Hataru? She if you can honor her, she's a being
1: if you can honor her, she is just ridiculous. And I love that people are already like trying to come up with combos like there was a Phoenix preview that lets you swap a claimed ring for an unclaimed ring. So you're like, okay, I attack with Hataru on air and gain a bunch of honor and then play that to swap and then do another air challenge and get even more honor. And I get, like, all 25 honor in one turn. And
0: How do you have Hataru and a Phoenix Phoenix personality in the same deck?
1: No, it's a It's a Phoenix uh, conflict card. Oh, okay. So you're, you're playing Crane you're pulling in phoenix.
0: Okay. Hey, go to town. But yeah, that could be a lot of honor. Well, that's just a just just all by herself. Yeah, if you are attacking and it's an air conflict and well, you win, honor. then you get four honor, which is which Oops. is um like 25% of the amount that you have to gain during the course of an entire game <laughs> to win cuz you're going from what 11. Yeah. You're going from a you got to get from 11 to 25, so right. I imagine that a lot of the characters will be. But she she's got a lot of she's got a lot of stats, especially if she's on it. I guess the downside is I, I want to say like if your opponent can manage to dishonor her, she becomes a zero three. But yeah. how are you? The, there's so much honoring in the crane cards.
1: Yeah, you are in serious trouble as crane if she is dishonored. Just just by the fact that she's dishonored, let alone what that's doing to her.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the, the Crane Scorpion match will be amusing or or annoying where it's just like you're honor well, no you're not no you're, dishonor honor honor dishonor was like you know what we're just all going to be normal. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess the final thing out of the Crane previews is that we finally got duels.
1: Yes. And I think it's very interesting the as far as I'm aware, we've just seen the two duels. And they're both military stat, which is not Crane's strong suit, so that's going to be interesting.
0: Yes, and they're both they're both Crane-specific cards. One of them is a conflict card that can be borrowed out, and then one of them is Kikita Kaizen. But the other thing is, do you think these cards are any good?
1: Well, it's all about how you play, of course. I think the Kaizen is, there's some sneaky stuff you can do, like you can go start the duel with him, and you throw a one, hope they throw a bigger number, gain a bunch of honor, and then he goes home for losing the duel. So, you know, you know the classic train, crane trick of, I show up just long enough to get some honor in the battle, and then I skedaddle.
0: He's definitely got possibility. I mean, he also has the possibility of sending home an entire enemy army.
1: <laughs> yeah, also true.
0: But the Duelist Training, on the other hand, my, and again, right, I, I let me just acknowledge up in advance, you know, who knows, but my gut response on Duelist Training was this card is lousy. I felt like before this article, like in the prior previews, we had just seen a whole bunch of guy cards, yeah. and now we get a card that's like, do a duel, bow a guy if you win...
1: Well, so I feel like this this is one of those cards that, yes, I agree on the, fa- the card in a vacuum is mediocre for exactly that reason. That we've got other cards that do bow without having to do the whole dueling bit. But where this gets interesting is if we have other effects that go off of making a duel. And then there's also, again, you've got this honor bid going in. I can go, okay, I'm going to bid low, bow my dude, gain some honor, or make you discard a bunch of cards. I mean, at some level, this could just be bow my personality in the conflict, make you discard several cards, or give me some honor.
0: Yeah, well, I mean there there's the potential for some mind games there. I'll I'll grant, but the the problem with that is if like that is the strong use of the card, then your opponent can be like, um, yeah, I'm just going to bid 1. True. And then if you're higher up on the the person, right? If you I mean if you're putting this on somebody who's high military and you're targeting somebody who's low military, then you're still up. You can always be like, okay, well, I'm just going to always bid one, and if they also bid low, then uh, their guy gets bowed, and I'm okay with that. And if they bid high, then I get a bunch of honor, and I'm okay with that too. So, right. whatever.
1: The other thing this does have going for it is it is an attachment rather than an event. So if you put it on somebody who's got some fate built up, you can do this several turn times in the in the game over over several turns instead of just a one-and-done bow.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They can't all be good.
1: <laughs> That's no, even yeah.
0: even in an LCG with the relatively small card yeah. pool compared to like a CCG base set there, they're not all going to be good.
1: Again, yeah. Yeah, this is very much a card that I agree is mediocre to bad in a vacuum, but one or two cards that really support dueling could just make this a great card.
0: Let's see. So before before we move on to the lion story, I didn't know. Did you have any more thoughts on multiplayer? Because I was thinking with the uh, with them declining to address multiplayer so far, that seems to me like it would make it more likely that there's some sort of multiplayer.
1: Right. They've got multiplayer in the some plans for it, but they're not ready to announce yet. Yeah.
0: Well, I was also thinking about the what you had suggested the. Uh, several episodes ago about it, it, those the quote-unquote personality cards. And the five personality cards could be something like Game of Thrones, where Mm -hmm. they're like the roles that define you. I know I had thought about like, oh, well, maybe those could be like Voice of the Emperor, Right Hand of the Emperor. Those also could be like the five spheres, I suppose. Spirit and commerce and something like that. Give a little Race for the Throne shout out. But yeah, it just like, it it seemed like when given that question, if the answer was there is no support for more than two players out of the box, they would have just said that.
1: You would think so, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think there's going to be absolutely no notion of having multiplayer tournaments. No. Like, no. they're just going to be one-on-one, which is perfectly fine. Multiplayer tournaments always have issues. Kingmaking can be annoying in, like, a friendly game. It's devastating in a tournament setting. Yes, but so we now have our our second fiction, which is also by our second our second returning AEG person. Now, uh, both of these were were actually I guess latecomers, uh, as it were, to to being on AEG. Like the you know these aren't folks who had been on the story team for years and years. I think Mari had just joined the story team when the game
1: blew up. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the they even get like maybe one story under AEG. Did yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a not? lot.
0: Why well, don't did, did Dave actually write a story under AEG or just? I mean, he was the brand manager.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he had written anything. I thought he was just brand manager.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, a returning person. So I, I just want, I'll, I'll make my one comment and then my lead comment, and then I'll I'll turn over the discussion of the lion story to you. But. So did did you notice that you have like this little teeny squad of guys um, for the lion yeah. that was so full of that was so like it was like just a one it was it was just kind of a list of like every clan war lion you have a good chance of remembering but there were literally in that tiny squad three lion clan champions. <laughs> that's, that's, I just that they really kind of stuck out. It was just like the big name drop, but
1: <laughs> like yeah, well. <laughs> also and this is my own biases once they started all of those name drops i was half expecting yasuki garu to show up and it start getting off the rails maybe that's just me because nobody else will remember that that was rich wolf one of the story guys before he was a story guy did the legend of the hidden chicken which was a parody (laughs) of the um, hidden emperor storyline where the main character was Yasuki Guru, and he was surrounded by I think all of those people plus Toku.
0: <laughs> and so the and again spoilers I just said that earlier, but yeah, spoilers. So yeah. if yeah, yeah go yeah. stop spoiler, now if you.
1: Spoiler alert: Yasuki Guru does sadly not appear in this fiction.
0: Well, that's not the spoiler, this but fiction. I was gonna say, but right. <laughs> it's kind of interesting this this story. It's not the same, but it it this story took the setting closer to classic L five R than we had thought it was going to be. Right? Yes. Because we had thought, oh, co- Totori is actually not the Lion Clan champion. Oh wait, now he is.
1: And then surprise, <laughs> he wasn't going to be the Lion Clan champion. But then his brother took an arrow to the face.
0: Yeah, and that's basically in in the very broadest of strokes. That's what happened in the classic L five R setting.
1: Right, just not Hatori. I don't think.
0: No, 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 no. It was... It, the but way yeah, that yeah, his brother but... died was completely different, and the way that he got passed over to be champion was completely different. But you still had the whole, like, he was not going to be clan champion despite being the older brother. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the, the favored one died. Matsu Matsutsuko does not have a good start in this.
1: <laughs> no. No, she does not come off very well, sadly. I
0: I I think there's gonna be some some bad uh some bad blood here, what do you think? What?
1: No. <laughs> They're all lovey dovey.
0: Lion attack the crane. That that, that I that, I remember that event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe we'll lion have
1: it again. A yeah.
0: uh, Kodo Tatori, brilliant champion of the lion. I guess we'll get to see him uh Next week. So what did? So I don't know. So what did you think about the
1: anime Tori.
0: Uh, anime tory.
1: Yeah, several people have commented that you know the last page of the fiction is his artwork and it looks just slightly anime
0: because he's not gruff. He's mm. uh, you know he's he's a little too clean shaven and boyish. Or I yeah I wasn't sure yeah. about that. There were a lot of discussions about yeah, comparing this to to, to various anime plot things and Senpai this and we're like and unfortunately I uh <laughs> I'm kind of out of my anime for a long while. I it's it's fortunately
1: I, I mean, you're out of the yeah.
0: I mean the main thing that's come up with me in anime recently, which was, was I was saw that they're doing a live action remake of Cowboy Bebop, which is pretty much guaranteed to be Faculage. terrible. Sacrilege, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those <laughs> things where I Maybe, again, maybe this is just old, mon- old man-itis or something, but I'm like, co- Cowboy Bebop was perfect, right? I mean, yeah, what is exactly. that? What do you... What do you what, there's, there's, there's nothing to remake! I, come on, guys! Uh, <laughs> it's... I get the idea, right? This is Cowboy Bebop, that's the best anime ever, so I can see why you'd want to, you know, go back and capitalize on that, just like we're sitting here talking about a reboot of Of you know a game and setting we really loved, Uh, (laughs) but I don't know. I mean, just having it be live action is weird. I mean, one, Faye's definitely going to have to get a real outfit, Uh, (laughs) because that that, (laughs) what?
1: Why? (laughs) I don't think
0: that's going to work for a real human being. No,
1: no, it is not.
0: Yeah. but, uh, hey, like we could get, uh, I guess, a real-life Welsh Corgi, that they're cute, they're yes. adorable.
1: Yes. I, I always loved, I heard a rumor that at one point they were thinking the whole series was going to be told from the point of view of the dog, and it was going to be revealed in the last episode that the dog was a super genius and was watching the whole thing, and they decided not to go with that.
0: That's probably good.
1: Yeah, probably. But it's still hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I already have one anime that is, like, really great and then has an ending that's incomprehensible and dumb. So, there's... well...
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, not...
0: Uh, there's probably... you know what, there's probably a number of those. Since I'm old school, you can probably guess which one I'm thinking of. If
1: you only have one, you've only watched two anime, then? Uh, I assume you're thinking of Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: That is correct.
1: That's the one that popped into my head.
0: Yes, yes. It's like, we're going to have a For terrible it, ending that makes no sense, and then we're going to keep making movies to try to yeah. redo the ending, except it's just going to be worse every time. Because you would have thought we couldn't have ended this worse, and then we did. And then we made Challenge it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know. I've gotten rid of a little bit of my not that I owned a ton of it. I've gotten rid of a little bit of it. I, I was slated to to get rid of my tenchi because I like I really liked that back in the day, but I can't imagine liking it now if I rewatched it.
1: Probably not, no. I uh
0: just not my my sort of thing. But uh I don't know, like we were culling so much stuff, it kind of just got like I got like sort of worn down by decision making on uh on what to and I, someone had just be like, I'm just I just have to stop getting rid of things for now. I feel
1: like. I, I I will bother to think about whether to get rid of this or not later. Just put it's, it in the truck.
0: Yeah, there's just just, there's just a certain amount of yeah, mental emotional baggage with uh yeah. <laughs> going through things. I
1: ah.
0: And it would be one thing if I knew somebody who was like, Oh my gosh, is the greatest ever, I'd love to have set of that but you know nobody's you know spontaneously clamoring for that so i I can't like it's it's easier for me to to move on if i know it's going to you know if it's going to someone if it's you know going to someone who is active who i know who's actively going to want it rather than like putting it on ebay for five dollars or something
1: right and plus now you get to hand it down to benjamin when he's old enough
0: yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> Tenji's not really a kids show.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a cartoon. That means kids show, right?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if any of my anime is really a kids <laughs> show.
1: No, no they are not.
0: No, I will. You know what? I'll give him I'll I'll hand down my copy of Perfect Blue. That's super appropriate. <laughs> <sighs> The the sad thing is, I I think of the last the last anime I watched that I was like that I remember thinking, wow, this is really good was Last Exile. I don't even want to look up when that came out, but that's how out of date I am on on anime. Anyhow, um, <laughs> did you have what any thoughts on anime? Day. Which 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 what's the last anime you watched that was you thought was exciting?
1: Does it count that I rewatched Princess Mona? No, not Princess Monarchy, What's the Spirited Away, when they had a theater resurgence here in town a couple months ago? Hmm.
0: One, no. Okay. I guess I don't think of those as. I guess they are obviously, but I don't. I don't think of those as anime in the same way. because, like, once they like get over a, like a wide theatrical release, it's just like an animated movie. But I guess yes, that is. That is the case. It's
1: technically anime.
0: It is. It is. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I watched Kubo and the Two Strings recently, but I mean, that was okay. Um, I don't know. I, I saw the Lego Batman movie. Does that count? Yay! Of no,
1: that was uh, boring. I will know it. Really, you thought it was boring? I didn't think it was very deep, but I thought it was you know at least kept excitement going.
0: No, I mean I was on a plane, so I finished it, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's why see, I probably play the role of the grump. I need to have somebody on the show who like likes everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. I like everything. <laughs> everything is
0: awesome. See the, the Lego Movie. Cool. I enjoyed that.
1: That was good. Everything is awesome. And I'll stop before we have to worry about copyright infringements.
0: I, I I'm I'm okay. I I, I, I don't I don't think. I don't think Lego's coming after us. I mean, we probably shouldn't sing the whole song for other reasons, but
1: <laughs> for so many other reasons.
0: There you go. That that can be our next musical project. There can be like an L5R version of the the lonely island parts of that. <laughs> you know, Katana's, Yori, Arasu,
1: they're awesome. <laughs> I don't know.
0: But Arasu and not
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> no the, 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 the Kolod informant can do that song Thanks.
1: there you go there.
0: <laughs> uh, so did you have any other thoughts on the lion fiction
1: probably let me see if I can remember any of them <laughs> um, I did like how you know we see Tatori as the person who thinks through the problem to the point where he's probably overthinking and getting into inaction, but you know as a counterbalance to the Matsu's raw, I'm gonna stab your face, raw
0: yeah, I did I, I, A lot of people seemed to think that it just kind of portrayed Totori as being flat out better than Arasu and Arasu was a dope and and well, I certainly agree that Matsu Tsuko came off as a dope, yes. I didn't think that yeah Tatori was as 100% better. I mean, I think I'd rather have Tatori in charge if I was the Lion than uh, Than Arasu, I think he'd he'd be more successful, but like when they were making the decision about whether or not to launch a full-on assault into the city, Tatori's reasons for not wanting to do that didn't have anything to do with military strategy. They had to do yep. with not wanting of- as many people to die. Which is yeah. like like I can see the most of the line would be like, Whatever, dude. That like it's it's a war. We're we're no happy no, with some of us dying no, and no. a lot of crane dying.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. we don't want to spare lives, we just want more crane dead than us dead. That's how wind works. I think that's how Matsu math works is are there more blue dead than orange dead? Hooray
0: there's more of us than more of them. We'll fight a war of attrition. Yes, and and then yeah, like you said, the indecision. I I thought he was okay during the military stuff, but once once Arasu died, he really seemed kind of locked up. Like he, yeah. he he seemed very indecisive at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was to me, it's like you know, you you have that person at the game table who oh, there's like 37 different moves I could make, super analysis paralysis, can't do anything, can't act, have to spend three hours thinking through this very simple turn, and we're going to do that every time. That yeah, he's he's gone beyond the point of analyzing the situation to in depth and has gone to just pure analysis paralysis, analyzing it so far that he just can't act anymore.
0: Yeah, which is, to be clear... That's fine. We're not we're not saying that there's something wrong that Totori is not uh, presented as as perfect. In fact, I mean, I saw.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that's.
0: It gives room for the character to one. You want character to have flaws. Generally, if if you yes. so choose, it gives room for the character to grow a bit.
1: Exactly. No, yeah, I'm I'm saying that you know you you want a flawed protagonist who can win, overcome their flaws, win out despite them, and so it's important to give them relatable flaws, and I think they've done a good job of that with Totori.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it, it's interesting, because we never really got this kind of detailed stuff about these characters no. the first time around, because they, when, when classic L5R began, there just wasn't this level of fiction.
1: No, no, and Wick was a lot more of a broad-strokes kind of guy than the nitty-gritty, let's-get-close-to-the-people type person.
0: But yeah, so I like these. I, I I mean, I guess I'll just, you know, take it back around to where I started. Do you think we're going to get, well, I mean, some point in the first cycle, maybe, we get cards of all the people that are mentioned in these fictions? Because we're already get... <sighs> Right, I mentioned this with the Crane one, but we continue, and it's true here as well, that we're getting more Name drops of known characters earlier than I, I thought they would. I mean, it, it, do we take it to be like, well, if a name, if a character is named in a fiction, they're going to end up named as a card?
1: I mean, if you expand out to the first cycle and not just the base set, I would not be the least bit surprised if that comes true. Yeah.
0: The... Yeah. Well, I think you have to expand out. They couldn't. They couldn't fit all these uniques in one no. in the base set. No. <laughs> Especially since we've already seen some uniques that are, you know, people we've never heard of, and most of the people in these fictions are people we have heard of. Is there is there any named character in this fiction who's not making a reappearance from classic L Five R? I mean, I guess other not than Hitaru, technically.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I think all of these, yeah, I mean Agatoki, Irasu, Tatori, Tsuko, Kitsumoto, again, three lion clan champions in that little squad, and that does not count Irasu, who was not in the no. squad. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah, we just need a, what is it, Ikoma Saranai, Tsunuri, crud, whoever the next guy who was. The lion yeah. had some had a had a bizarro set of clan champions, didn't they, in classic L Five R.
1: They were just playing clan champion hot potato for a couple years there. They, and, they, went, um, they went through all four
0: <laughs> they went through all four clan families <laughs> yeah. with the championship. There were multiple Akoma clan champions, right?
1: That sounds right, yes. I'm not totally up on my lion clan champions, but yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, well, cause uh Atemi was clan champion for a period as well. I mean well maybe he and was technically he was a regent. Boats. Well, he was on a boat before that, but and after that, and he was he was just on a boat all the time to to go back to more lonely island songs that we certainly cannot sing on this this show, okay, so I guess we're we're still gonna get you think the lion preview stuff next week we're now we're like because of that missed week, it's no longer possible for them to spend two weeks on each clan and get everything wrapped up before gen con.
1: Right, there definitely is a question is, are we going to get a double week?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So, speaking of Gen Con, like Con, you didn't get into any of the L5R events, right?
1: I did actually manage to get into the uh, Thursday thing. I hate you. Yeah, no, I deserve that. Because, uh, pure luck, like, an hour after, I was about to give up, I'm like, one last refresh. Hey, two tickets. Bam, done. Managed what? somehow. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well... So I'm I'm not solidifying my plans yet because there's another batch of them going up. So hopefully we'll get in. I got in the Sunday event.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: The one, the, yeah, the one that's just like L5R casual tournament yeah. or L5R casual play or whatever, but I'll take it. So I, I guess this Sunday I can try my hand at getting into the, the other two again. I am set to play on Friday night at the SAG with Pathfinder. So I think that will be cool. That does sound cool. I'm not in any Starfinder thing. They might be adding some more Starfinder events, but they don't have any like one big Starfinder thing. It's just playing the first adventure of the first Starfinder Adventure Path is or something like that. Right. I am much more excited about this year, like overall as far as like big things coming out. Uh, twenty sixteen was a relatively weak year gaming-wise, but just Gen Con. There are so many cool things coming out at or around Gen Con that I cannot wait to get my hands on. L5R at the top of that list, obviously, but there's there's this, there's there's Starfinder, there's uh, Modiphius' Star Trek role-playing game, the next Pandemic Legacy Season 2 I should be there, uh, First Martians, later this year d has. is finally. Like, seems to finally be coming out with like a an actual real crunchy thing. I don't know. If I count Gloomhaven as this year, because I wasn't able to get it last year, then. Uh, or I didn't get my hands on it last year, that's that's another thing. Charterstone from Stonemire. That's a uh, slated release much later in the year, so I don't expect that to really be at Gen Con in a way that you can buy it. But still. And then, of course,
1: L5R!
0: Hooray! I can't wait. So the in-flight report... In-flight report, come on, announce more L5R games. Anyhow, that's still a <laughs> while away. Yes. Do you have any more L5R or non-L5R thoughts, since apparently I keep interjecting those this episode?
1: No, not off the top of my head. I'm also excited for Gen Con and all the L5Rs to be had there.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Must get tickets. Must
1: get tickets. <laughs>
0: If enough all else fails, one can buy generics and show up.
1: That's true. That's
0: a, that's a lot I mean, of generics for the Thursday tournament, though. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't do that for the Thursday tournament, but I might do that for the Friday if I don't get in.
0: I don't think you have a good chance of getting in anyway for the Thursday tournament. But I'm kind of okay with like buying a bunch of generics because worst case scenario, you hand them back in for system credit. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm gonna go to GenCon, I'm gonna go to GenCon again. <laughs>
1: true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I had even forgotten about that when I started buying tickets for stuff this year. Like my first, however many dollars of tickets were "quote unquote" free because I had system credit <laughs> from last year.
1: Yeah, right. We're already paid for.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I had I had extra, I had leftover stuff that I handed back in last time. Plus, you can, you know, you can buy tickets to events, and then if you end up not. Deciding to, you know, go hang out with somebody instead of going to a particular event, you can, you know, hand that event ticket back in and mm-hmm. it's a small enough service fee or percentage or whatever they take out that I'm, I'm okay with, you know, eating the dollar or something to buy tickets if I'm not sure, buy the ticket and then I like, can hand it back in later than missing out on it entirely.
1: Yeah, get get your spot reserved
0: Yes, but yes, so Gen Con Con will be lots of of L5R and there will be lots of L5R between now and Gen Con at least in the talking about it sort of way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've already seen people talking about playing it on Tabletop Simulator and I would not be surprised if that becomes even more once we start, once the Lion batch comes in and you can actually have enough cards to play two Clans.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't really want to. I
0: don't know. (laughs) I like playing it in person with people in real cards better i do too but you know i guess i guess it, it, except at gen con when I'm, I'm, i don't know when i'm going to be able to sit down across the table from you for example i don't know you're gonna go you're gonna fly to minnesota for the world championships
1: i will admit to being horribly tempted by that we'll see how much vacation time i have left after gen con and packs and you know all the other cons i go to well
0: yeah you've got actual packs but i think Aren't they doing like a tabletop, like a, a, yeah. a tabletop only packs in Philly?
1: Yep, that no. is correct. Also in November, if I remember correctly. Happy uh, birthday and- to me. Yeah.
0: I should call them up and say, how about for a birthday present, Gabe, Tycho, <laughs> you give me some tickets. And I guess I technically live in the cellar uh, uh, Corridor now. Is that what the name of the fancy train is that goes? I don't, oh. I don't know. It seemed like... I don't know. It may have maybe cheaper to fly than take that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I'll take the Megabus. There you go. That is much more affordable. Okay. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there on Apple Podcasts and the Google Play Music or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're on your usual social media. We're at StrangeAssembly on Twitter and Facebook.com slash StrangeAssembly. I always like to hear your comments and critiques and whatnot. So you can email me. I'm Chris at StrangeAssembly.com. But until then, for Jay Earle, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.